It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard a Wednesday show, uh, Dennis and uh, Brady, and uh, we'll uh, recap uh, boys and girls basketball over the last two nights, uh, get you caught up on what's going on in the uh, state hockey playoffs, which got underway on uh, Monday night. Um, some interesting scores over the last uh, two days, and we each saw a really good ball game last night. Yeah, and I think I'm going to have to wear the egg on my face, eat the crow about maybe the worst declaration I've ever had in the four years we've been doing this. Which is? Or, or do you want to hold on no, to it? No, when I, when I called the race for Yale. <laughs> and then um, what I didn't think could happen, happened. These things, that's why they call it the be wacky. Well, I will I will give myself an out. Technically, I could still be right. There's one more game left, but, yeah, I, I did not expect it to go this way. And well, I have to give all the credit in the world to Emily City. Yeah, they obviously they had a plan, but we'll, we'll get into that probably uh, in the, uh, the second uh, segment. Um, but um, a lot of uh, a lot of interesting stuff going on, and then I, I have a feeling that Brady will spend a second going, why? Yeah, why do you put this game on your schedule? Yes, we but- are going to have to ask that question <laughs> because it did nothing for anybody, and it and the program that did this is established enough that they can get quality teams on their schedule and get something out of it. This game was so worthless, it would have been more fruitful to scrimmage their JV team. Yeah. So Somebody might have known somebody and just said, What, hey, and they didn't they... like them? No. Well, we'll, we'll talk like about it because there was zero reason for this game to be played. All right, we'll take a break, and then we'll get it all rolling when we recap what happened on Monday. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We'll beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800-848-5150. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. 
For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. and serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin has daily specials like Taco Tuesday, Polish Wednesday, Italian Thursday, Prime Rib Friday, Barbecue Rib Saturday, and Home Style Sunday. Come and try Chef Susie's world-famous soups and sauces, too. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. We're all friends here. Quality Computer Solutions is an all-inclusive IT managed services provider for large, medium, and small businesses. Let QCS become your business's IT help desk supporting desktops, laptops, phone systems, servers, backups, security, and more. You manage your business, we help you manage your technology. Already have an IT staff? QCS provides staff augmentation to help guide you through enterprise-level projects. Are you concerned about security? Is all of your data properly backed up and protected from cyber attacks and ransomware? Call Quality Computer Solutions at 8 888-956-6066 for a free on-site security assessment. 888-956-6066. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, uh, welcome back. Ladies first on uh, Monday. There weren't a ton of uh, games, but Elmont Marlette had a good one. 39-37, uh, Elmont wins this uh, basketball uh, game. Uh, now, I've, I've seen Elmont play. I've actually seen both these teams play this year. And uh, going into it, I, I kind of felt, and I think you had this, the same opinion, that Marlette would win this game. Uh, Gabby Martinez is uh, a kind of – she's a tall, lanky girl. I won't, I won't say that she's, like, thick or, or anything like that. She's just a, a tall girl, and I just thought Almont doesn't really have anything to match up with, with her, and, and so that'll be a be tough for them. But uh, Almont kind of surprised me with the win. Yeah, that's a nice win for Almont. Uh, I would call it a minor upset. I believe it was in Almont, so that helps the Raiders' yes. cause. But, yeah, I would call that a minor upset and a nice win for the Raiders. And, and again, I, I, it's not that I think Almont is a, a bad team because they have athletes. They just, you know, we've talked about this before. Uh, they, they don't really have true basketball players. They just have kids that are, you know, they pick up a ball and whatever sport it is, they're kind of good at it. Lydia Lacavera comes to, to mind. Like, I just feel like whatever Lydia decided to do, she'd be good at it. Right. Um, so, uh, MLA City beats Cass City 42-30. to uh, 30. Start of uh, a, a good week for MLA City. They're in well, a good stretch. I was going to say, it's been a good month. Their last loss came back on the second, and since then they've won six straight, including wins over Armada, uh, a pummeling of North Branch. And at Cass City is not an easy place to go and play. They have a chance to end this season on an eight-game winning streak. Granted, they have to go to North Branch and host Yale, which neither will be easy games, but they're not unwinnable. No, uh, and and they're again. It's it's when are you playing your best basketball? Going into the districts, they're playing their best basketball right now. Uh, Sandusky knocked off Mount Clemens, forty-seven to uh, twenty-eight. It, it was funny because uh, on Monday I'm, I'm looking at the state website and Sandusky had three games listed, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I wonder which one they're actually playing. And Mount Clemens was the answer. 47 to 28 uh the uh, wolves win again i think they're what 19 and 1 now yeah yeah they're 
They're pretty good. Yeah. If you haven't figured it out, they're they're pretty good up there in Sandusky. And they have a chance. I mean, it won't be an easy road, but they have a shot to get to another quarterfinal. Yeah. Ubley uh, beats Memphis 37-27. to And then the only other uh, girls uh, score from uh, Monday night was Dryden beating Peck 53-29. to there wasn't a ton of boys basketball either. No, not at all. And again, a lot of it was on on the outskirts. I mean, we had one max score: Romeo over Anchor Bay, fifty three thirty three. Marysville moved their game against Lampier, I think, to tomorrow to Thursday. Okay. So they will play them again, just not in a back to back. Croslex over Lakers, fifty six forty nine. That's a nice win for Croslex. I think that game may have been up in Lakers. Yeah, I think I think it was. Which I'm not sure if they the schools in Elton Pigeon or Bayport. I know they it's have nice stuff. They have the windmill money up there. Yes, they have the windmill money up there, and they have some some nice stuff. So, Cross Lex. They call it like the Thumb Dome or something. It, like that. It's uh, that might be the uh, their indoor. But anyway, uh, yeah, Cross Lex got the win uh, at Laker, and then we'll we'll talk about their game last night in a bit. Uh, other boys score, Ubley beat Brown City 61-58 in what had to have been a fun game. Yeah, you know, and and again, uh, Ubley, one night they, they score 30, one night they score 60. Um, they're a really hard team to figure. Um, and uh, then uh, the last score for Monday night, and we spent a little time this morning looking up this school trying to figure out what it I, was. I don't even think it's a part of the MHSAA. Yeah. Frazier Arts Academy. It was it was only their fifth uh, result of the season, but they beat uh, Landmark 61-51. to 51. At least it sounded like a fun game. Sure. <laughs> it does to me. All right. Uh, Monday, the high school hockey playoffs opened up. There was a game at McMorrin Arena. Gross Point South ended up beating uh, Port Huron Unified. 10-1 uh, to 1 was the uh, final score. Brady, th- th- this one was 8 nothing at the end of the first period. And I- I've seen some games like this from PH the last few years. They were down two nothing pretty early in the game, like less than five minutes in the game. It was two to nothing, and you're like, "Oh, it's going to be tough." And then all of a sudden, they kind of settle in, and they rope a dopia, and there's five minutes to go in the period, and it's still two to nothing. But then uh, Gross Point South scored six goals in five minutes and ten seconds. Yeah, that'll hurt. They scored. And then they scored again 17 seconds later. And then they scored again 28 seconds later. And then they scored again a minute and 12 later. Uh, and then they went just under two minutes before they got their next one. And then a minute 28 after that. The eighth goal of the period came with like a tenth of a second left on the clock. So the entire second period was played in running time except for 31 seconds because PH actually got on the board to make it 8-1. to one. Uh, but 31 seconds later, Gross Point South went up 9-1. They ended up winning 10-1. Jax DeMille scored the goal for PH, and it was actually a really nice goal. Uh, Joey Gilbert stole the puck behind the net uh, and uh, put one out in front, and DeMille went to the backhand, and he scored on uh, the hack kid that shut out Northern uh, on Saturday. So that's uh, the only goal the kid's given up at McMoran in the last two, uh, two games that he's played there. Um, he'll he'll be tested against. Yeah, DSL. I was going to say he might give up uh, a couple in his next game there. Yeah. So which, by the way, speaking of which, uh, I was texting with Welper 
And when he was looking into it, that McMoran actually hasn't hosted a full nope. regional since like the seventies. Like they had hosted pre-regional yeah. games, yeah, which blows my mind because how does that rink not host some regional? Especially when hey, Northern's been really good for a long time. There was a point in the nineties when Port here on high hockey was really solid. Marysville has had runs. They played in the state title game at one point. How did it not host one regional at some point? Because for a long time, remember there were a lot less teams playing then too. And the the central area was Flint, and back then it was the IMA, and then right. Pirani. But what the, is now Dort? Our our teams always went over there to play. Like according, always, according to Welper, it's the first time since at least 1977. Like it hosted a, a like some pre regional yeah. in I think actually back then they called it the pre district. Yeah, whatever it was, but not the finals. Not a full regional, um, and I think that's when Marysville and Northern were in the same one, so they just played at McMorrin. But I can't believe it's been like 45 years, 47 years, whatever it is, since the last time they've hosted a regional. That seems criminal. Well, uh, and you, you have to remember, too, when the pavilion was there before it became uh, right. SC4's facility, high school used to play a lot of games in there. That is true. Um, and that was a different setup. That's not because that rink wouldn't have been suited to host a regional. Um, the, the main rink was the, the main rink, yes, but they liked the ice better in the pavilion, so they played the majority of the high school games over in there. And I guess because there were pro teams that played a lot more um, in the other rink, it was probably harder. But it just seems bizarre to me that it's been so long since they've had a regional at McMorrin. Um, you know, and makes me feel old that there's probably a lot of kids in high school right now that don't remember the pavilion and only know it as the field house. Yeah. Because it's been <laughs> open, what, about 10 years now? Yeah. Maybe a little less. Maybe a little I less. I think 16 yeah. or 17 is when it opened. So those seniors now would have been like 10 or 11 when it opened. Yeah. So, I mean, they probably would have played some minor hockey in there. Right. Um, at the very end. Yeah. But anyway, that not to go on a tangent, but... I um, saw... Uh, now we're now we're down the rabbit hole, so forgive me. But uh, the the kid uh, in Toronto, his last name is Robertson. Mm. His brother plays in Dallas, but they played for Little Caesars. Bill Warren coached the one who's in Toronto with Little Caesars when they came in here as um, Pee Wees uh, and and won a Silver Stick uh, title in that team. Everybody was following that team because. Todd Bertuzzi's kid, Tag, was on the team. And Brian Ralston, another NHL guy, his kid was on the team. And this little guy, Robertson, who was like two foot nothing, just dominated. And now he's playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs and Bill Warren probably taking all the credit in the world for that. Anyway, <laughs> yes. But out <laughs> so of the rabbit hole. That was hole your fault. Go, yes. you, you got me there. But, I mean, 47 years between hosting regionals, which is just seems – like, that rink is too nice to not host a regional once in a while. And our programs have had stretches of being really good where they I don't know how they don't host it. I don't know if it's because the rink didn't want to work with the school or what the reason was, but I'm glad Northern gets to host it finally. Yeah, uh, and they'll be in action tomorrow night finally. Um, first, two games tonight. Anchor Bay plays Utica in Division One. 
Uh, the winner of that game will play Dakota on Monday. Uh, and in Division Two tonight, and I didn't realize Thumb Legion is in Division Two. I guess yes. it's because they've got like 10 schools. Well, when you add up <laughs> Ubley and Sandusky yeah. and Pack and CPS, it gets you to at least T2. But uh, they play Tri-Valley uh, tonight, and the winner of that game plays again on Monday against Bay City. Uh, and then tomorrow, you've got Gross Point South and De La Salle in the 6 o'clock game at McMorrin. And then the 8 o'clock game is Northern against uh, St. Clair Shores Unified. The winners won't meet until Tuesday to decide that uh, regional. Um, but uh, Northern's got a, a shot here. This this isn't a pushover, slam dunk, automatic win. They're going to have to show up and play good hockey because Unified is decent. Um, but this is a game where I think on home ice, the Huskies are the favorite, win this game, and then hope that De La Salle and Gross Point South beat the crap out of each other, and then see what you can do uh, in the uh, regional final. You're hosting the thing. You might as well play in the championship game, right? Right. And uh, then what? And Marysville plays Friday Marysville against Marysville plays Friday against Cranbrook, uh, and the winner of that one will play not until Wednesday. Yeah, that's a long time. Against They'll play Gross Point Liggett, but Liggett has to officially beat Bishop Foley. Um, to, to do that. But they will do that, and if they don't, they will get a nasty letter from me. Well, is Gross Point North going to get a nasty letter because they lost in the first no, round? Gro- Gross Point North is terrible. I'm sorry. That's all I can say about that. Um, anyway, so that is that all caught up with hockey and everything? That's all caught up with, uh, with hockey. Um, there was a, a much busier night of basketball last night, and I think we'll we'll split it into two groups. Uh, and uh, since you had, I, I think, the most important game of the night, we'll start with the uh, boys so that you can give us a rundown on that uh, Imlay City-Yale uh, game. Uh, and we'll do that when we come back. Feel more confident and in control of your financial life. Ameriprise advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Ameriprise financial advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA, and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. In-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. 
We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. This is Amari Haller. I play quarterback at Port Huron High School. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the field. I know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, let's uh, get into last night's uh, basketball, starting with the uh, boys, starting with the BWAC. There were four BWAC games, and the biggest was Emily City and Yale um, because, well, this is basically – there's a title on the line here. Well, yeah, the worst either side could do with a win is share the BWAC title. Neither side had won a BWAC since 2016 when they both split. Uh, so it had been a, a long while since either of these two had been on top of the BWAC, especially because Crosslex had had a stranglehold on it the last four or five years. Um, this game started off really slow. MLA City and, and Yale were taking their time, not a lot of offense up and down the floor, and it would stay that way the whole game. Uh, MLA City took a slight lead into halftime, and Yale came out in the second half and, and got it back like two minutes in. I think Kohler hit a three to take the lead, and then after that point, MLA City got it back. They never really let it go. Um, in the second half, Xander Nash started to go off. He really... Started to dominate the game. Like his length was too much for for Yale. He was getting to the basket. He was getting rebounds and putbacks. And, and the bit, but the biggest player of the game, like Nash, had twenty. But the one that I think made the biggest difference was Isaac Sommer. He hit four threes, and it felt like they were all in big moments in, in this one. And he ended up with eighteen. And MLA City was able to close it out and. The biggest reason why, they were up seven in the final minute. Yale got a layup, a forced a turnover, hit a three, so it's a two-point game. It's 46-44, and you're going, there's like 15 seconds left on the clock. Yale could theoretically get a, even if they foul, if Emily City splits free throws, they'll have a look at the buzzer to send it to OT. And Emily City had an inbounds play where, Jones was holding it under the basket, holding it. I'm going, you're going to need to call a timeout because this is getting dangerously close to five seconds. 
throws it to midcourt, and when it's in the air, I'm going, what are you doing? Why are you throwing this prayer? And they're throwing it to Siegler, who's the shortest MLA City player on the court, catches it, turns, finds uh, Sommer, cutting to the basket, and, and Yale tried to follow. I think it was Carolden just reached out and grabbed what he could, but he caught it, went up, got an and one, and that put the seal on it, and MLA City wins 48-44, and... Um, well, ends my uh, my the race that I had called two weeks earlier where I said there is no way Yale isn't winning a league title. And MLA City gets a big win at home, and they handled Yale for most of the game. Nash ends with 20, Sommer ends with 18, and they will at least be share of a BWAC championship for the first time since 2016. Uh, in the loss, Kohler led all scorers with 22. Ryan Monarch had 11 and with it eclipsed 1,000 career points. So congratulations yeah. to him. That's a that's a big-time achievement. Not a lot of players get to that, but it had to be a bit bittersweet as MLA City uh, gets the win, and they're playing some pretty darn good basketball right now. Yes, they, they are. Um, just random question. Um, that just popped into my head when you were talking about he almost had the five-second count. Yeah. When does that stop? Is it when he throws it's, the ball yeah, or is it when it somebody hand. catches it's not it like play? It's not like a 10-second backcourt where you have to touch it on the other side. It's what you have to, as I understand it, it like if okay. you throw it up in the air, if it hangs in the air for five seconds, yeah, it's not a five-second call. Because if it were the other way around, a long pass like that, right. you probably should have no, had a five-second No, I believe second. it's okay. when, as soon as it leaves his hand, or it goes, I guess, over the baseline. See, we, we need one of those rule analyst guys yeah, just on the show. Someone to explain to. everything. The guy that, <laughs> the guy that does uh, This Week in High School Sports, just have him on speed dial. Yeah. Um, when we need clarification. So, but at, no. At, at any rate, I, I wasn't trying to suggest an, anything or any impropriety. I no, just Emily City with a nice win. And again, like we've been talking about Xander Nash for a couple of years, but they are much deeper than that. And and when they're going on uh, all cylinders, the, this is a dangerous basketball team. And this is not a fluke that they win a title, even though you know for most of the year. Our focus has been on Yale, and we felt like Emily City and Croslex were just chasing them. Right. So, on the the two weeks ago, on February seventh, was when I called the race. I said Yale is getting no worse than a share of the league title. Uh, Emily City had just lost to Armada, and that dropped them in league play. At that point, they were five and three. So I'm like, all right, they're out of the race. Yale had just gotten a emotional 73-70 win over Elmont. At that time, that put Yale at 7-1 in league play. After that point, all Zemlay City did was start a five-game winning streak, including beating Elmont in back-to-back games, beating North Branch, beating Richmond, both of which were by double digits, and then beating Yale at home. That was a five-game stretch I liked Emily City. I didn't think there was a chance in hell they were going five and zero in that stretch. Yeah, like four and one, I could have probably sold to you, right? But you're probably thinking more like at this point three and two, right? Four and one was I think possible, but they started playing their best basketball at the right time. Meanwhile. Armada returns the favor to Emily City and knocks off Yale in their next game. Okay, that's one misstep. 
But Yale got back, beat Algonac twice in a row. Then they lose a three-overtime thriller to Crosslex and then go to Emily City and drop one. And in fact, Yale has actually lost their last four conference road games. They have not had a win on the road since they beat North Branch on January 4th. In which is an play. Easy uh, sorry, play. Outside, of, outside of Algonac, excuse yeah, me. Which is an outside easy place of Algonac. to go and play. So that's, uh, I don't know what it is about them on the road. I don't know if it's that Yale is, uh, Yale's gym is just that tough to play. One win basically since the new year on the road is a little bit of a cause of concern for Yale. And I don't know what to make of this team now. I don't know what to make of that district when we talk about it more probably Friday or next week. But MLA City gets the league title, at least according to their banner. It's their 30th league title of all time. Wow. Uh, yes, that is a very impressive number, watered down a little bit by the fact that the first one was in 1929. Well, they've been around a long time. So I mean, that's still what? You've, let's just round up, call it 100 seasons. That means you've win a, you win a league title almost a third of all your basketball seasons. Yeah, that, I I think that's pretty good. And and let's face it, like the the BWAC has been tough, right? Um, I want to know what league they won in nineteen twenty nine. Uh, I'm sure we could figure that out. I mean, because before the BWAC started, it felt like every ten to fifteen years there was a brand new league being <laughs> formed. Whether it was the Thumb A, Thumb C, the uh, the STA, I think MLA City at one point may have been out west in like the Tri-Valley at yeah. some point. Uh, they were definitely in the scowl for a while. Yes, they were in the scowl. It is, they had been moved around. I think they were in the MAC for a season or two when the when the scowl went away. Yeah. Um, so There was a MAC scowl. Yes, for, for one, like season. one season. <laughs> but uh, MLA City gets a, a league title. Congratulations to them. Xander Nash has been one of the better players in the area. And they are one game away, a game at North Branch, away from being outright BWAC champs. And isn't it funny that it seems like when we have the most chaotic league schedule, like last year with the Max Silver, this year with the BWAC, when we get all said and done, looks like there's going to be one team atop the mountain. Yeah. Um, uh, Croslex struggle with Algonac 56-54. However, another Injury? For yeah, they. Uh, I don't know how bad it is to or what extent, but they had a another player go down. Krampitz went out early in this game, um, and they had to survive against Algonac fifty six fifty four. But despite that, they get the win. They survive. Um, no, it's not pretty beating a winless team by two points, but. It's better than losing to them. Yes, it is much better than losing them. In this game, uh, Noel had 30. so Max, He might have to. Right, Max Noel had 30, so he stepped up when he needed to. And despite all the injuries, I think Croslex has played like three games with a full lineup. If they get just a couple bounces, they can still be BWAC champions. Yeah, that that's, uh, uh, again, th- this is a mash unit and has been all year. The fact that they're in this thing, I want the put- fact that they have any chance at all amazes me, um, especially the start that Almont had. North Branch isn't easy. Richmond isn't easy. I actually thought one of those three teams 
might pass Crosslex in the standings, and somehow the Pioneers just keep figuring it out. I want to play a game with you real quick, Dennis. I will give you every other team we cover in this area, and I will take Crosslex. I want you to name a significant injury for another team, and I'll take Crosslex. I'll start with Gavin Espinosa, <laughs> who actually I can use twice because he, he's had two different yeah, stints out. Yeah, he's had out. two different stints out. Yeah, that's... I'm, you, I'm, you can take any other team. I'm I'm sure that out there somewhere... Tyrese Johnson for Northern? Somebody, yeah, but uh, again, Tyrese comes off the bench. He's not a starter. Right, but he's still a really nice he's player. He's a really nice player. Um, all right, uh, the other one I can think of is uh, Marysville lost. I think Isaac Allen missed a few a few games yeah. for them. But again, it was only a couple games for Marysville, and he didn't start a whole lot. Or if he was, he was around the fifth, sixth guy. But besides that, uh, St. Clair going through the flu, uh, McCartney missed a few games. Yep. None of these are BWAC teams, by the way. Um, point being that. Croslex has gone through more injuries than I, we've had any team go through, it seems like, outside of Northern last year, and yet they still have an outside shot at a league title. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I'm, I'm just still kind of shuffling through my head because PH hasn't really had a anybody out for any length of time or. Well, not because of injury, but. Not be, yeah, not because of injuries. Um, yeah, I just can't. In, in the BWAC, it's maybe there was guys that missed because we don't get to see every team every night. But Yale's had everyone every time I've seen them. Uh, I know Almont missed. Uh, they didn't have Shurig at the SC4 showcase. That's one game in a non-league contest. Yeah, like Croslex and, and the job that Lance Campbell has done um, around in this year after replacing everyone. And after going through the mass unit that they've had, he has done an incredible job. And it's funny because, you know, you'll just hear whispers about, oh, all right, now we'll see what Croslex really is now that they don't have it. They, they might not win a league title, but if you're up in Croswell and you're mad, let's say they lose their final game and then they end up 14-8, and eight, you can't be mad at that. No, I think uh, considering their situation, now it makes me wonder if they hadn't had the injuries, what kind of a season would they have actually right. had? They might have threatened 20 wins again. Right. Still. Somehow. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, so, yeah, I, I think the fact that it's the final week of the uh, the regular season and they actually still have a mathematical chance of grabbing a piece of the, the title – with the guys that they have out of the lineup and and continue to have no luck with you know it's it's never like uh a guy you go well he doesn't play that much anyways so they'll figure that out it's it's always one of their top line guys oh like like krampitz had really picked up the scoring he was the star of the yale win yeah i mean so you know what what, what's going to happen next Noel scores 30, so now he's going to get sick or something? Like, yeah, no. Um, I'm not wishing that at all on anybody. Um, but Croslex will have to beat Almont in Almont for the North Branch result to mean anything because uh, Almont got a win over North Branch, 56-48 in Raider country for uh, another win for Almont. They kind of needed a, a quality 
BWAC win because they had been on a on a losing skid where they hadn't beaten one of the the top teams since that really that Yale win. Well, yeah, they were having a tough uh, February. To the first half of February was brutal for them, and not and was close losses too. Yeah, that that's what I think that makes it more brutal. If you're getting blown out, you you just know other teams are are kicking your butt. But when you're constantly falling a shot short, right, that can get really in your head. So they get the win over North Branch as we head into the final game. Armada, uh, hey, they're, they're a decent team at least. They beat Richmond 48-41. Now this is not as big of an upset as there's been uh, like the MLA City and Yale ones, but I still would have picked Richmond to win this game. In the win for Armada, Lucas Pratt had 21, TJ Seiler had 18, and they shut him out in the first quarter. Wow. Wow, that I'm impressed by that because Richmond can score. Yes, and I again I've seen Armada one time, and that was all the way at the beginning of the year. And f- late February, Armada would beat December Armada by 20 points. But I would say Richmond has a quicker team than Armada, and usually that's where they thrive. But apparently, Armada had the game plan and. Well, they, they hold on and get another big win. Is there a more improved team in the uh, in the area than Armada? Well, they certainly have three head-turning wins that make you go, okay, um, they've got Marysville to start, and if they win that game, they've got St. Clair. I, I don't think they're going to get to the district final, but they've beaten, what, Yale, Richmond, and they had another big win. Uh, Emily City. Emily City. So, so it's like it's before, not impossible. Before their January 30th game against Peck, they were 2-9. and nine, And it took overtime to beat Peck. So that didn't. that's not a game where we go, ooh, they've got it. They would go on a four-game winning streak beating Algonac, Emily City, Yale, would lose a close one at Croslex, then admittedly kind of let one uh, – get away from them when they lose 77 to 48 to North Branch. But what do they do? They bounce back with a win uh at Richmond. And now they have a game against Yale that what do they care? They're playing with house money. Yeah. Yeah, they can play loose. It doesn't really matter to them. But if, that makes a team dangerous. But if I'm Marysville, I'm really not liking my draw now. Um especially because it's at Armada. Yeah. Uh, that'll be that'll be interesting. That that game really intrigues me because I kind of feel like they're very similar teams. Because if you're Armada, who cares? You have no expectations. You were written off by the middle of the season. So anything you do now, I don't want to say house money, but it's kind of house money yeah. that everyone expected you to be bad this year. You were bad for half the season, but now you're getting these big wins. You can play loose and, and I don't want to say carefree in district, but you can play with a reckless abandon of well, we're not. No one expects us to do anything here. Yeah, that that might end up being the best matchup of the postseason because we had Marysville kind of in the same boat, and then all of a sudden, what they won six in a row, and but now they've kind of dropped off again. They've lost, I think, three in a row, and they're in danger of entering the district on a five-game losing streak if they don't win one of Northern or. Lamphere. And I'm here to tell you that they're going to have to beat Lamphere. They're going to have to beat Lamphere, yeah. 
All right. Um, what what else happened yesterday? Cardinal Mooney beat Sandusky fifty eight to forty seven. I think Everhart had thirty something in this. Hold on, let me pull that up. I know he had a big big game in this one. Well, I should say a big game, a, an average day for <laughs> for Brian Everhart in the win against Sandusky. Thirty one, excuse me, 31. seven rebounds and four assists. Daniel Rice had thirteen. I'm guessing he hit at least three threes. Yeah, that's usually how he gets his. That's his uh, money. Dryden uh, beats uh, Peck sixty to thirty-six. NCTL uh, champs, by the way. Okay, uh, Burgess had sixteen, and uh, Sonny uh, Cosini or Cosini had uh, thirteen, uh, and uh, Cal uh, Hayden had uh, ten, and Cody Cairo had eight for uh, Peck. Uh, in uh, that uh, game. So, again, uh, thanks to uh, Coach uh, Abrego. And also, I think Gallagher helps out with sending. I think he sends it to Gallagher. Gallagher sends <laughs> it to us. <laughs> but I like getting those uh, numbers. CPS beat uh, Landmark 62-42. to Deckerville over Mayville 58-48. to And then I put this one at the bottom because that's where it belongs. New Haven 80. Waterford Oakside Prep, who I've never heard of. Five. What? This is the game we were talking about in the intro. Why are you playing this game? What does this accomplish for anybody? I, I don't care if it's your best friend coaching. That does, and it's not like Oakside Prep is a program like you, you got a Matt crossover or something like with, with the Cross Lex Marysville. Marysville is usually at least a decent program who's had good teams. All right, one game got away from them. And Croslex was dominant. I get that happens. But this is the second time New Haven has scheduled a team that they are just leaps and bounds better than, and there's no reason for it. You're telling me New Haven couldn't schedule another tough team, and I get that they're in the white, and they're a D3 school playing in a pretty tough conference. So I commend them for that. You can't, you can't schedule Warren Woods Tower. You can't schedule Fitz. You can't schedule, uh, I don't know if they played Richmond this year. I mean, the BWAC might be tough. You can't find somebody else. You can't find a Catholic League school. You can't find a Flint school that'll play you. Yeah. What This this does nothing for anybody. Schedule a schedule an inner squad scrimmage. You get more out of that. Schedule an alumni game. You get more out of that. <laughs> Because 80-5 to against Waterford Oakside Prep, and again, earlier in the season, they beat Detroit Universal Academy 96-18. to What's this do for anyone? Yeah, uh, It pads your stats a little bit, but it doesn't really make you a better basketball team. It certainly doesn't help your opponents. Like, what? what is Waterford, whatever they're called, what do they get out of that? Nothing. Like, I, I, I just don't get it. And, and I know New Haven is... It, they're just too good of a program to do that. Like, I get if you're a really small school and you're an okay team and you just play a terrible team, okay, that happens. But this is a team that's won a state title. This is a team that regularly goes to regionals or, or battles in, in districts uh, or to get to a quarterfinal. Why are you scheduling Waterford Oakside Prep? Why are you scheduling Detroit Universal Academy? So I don't know. It was just a guess that i like, ah, somebody maybe knows each other and they're just like – Rather than not have a, a game there, or let's just play a game. I, I have, we don't want too big of a break before the district start. I, maybe, 
I can excuse maybe one, but that's the second time they've done it this year. I just don't get it. You're, I mean, how many schools? Yeah, and I, I don't know if they picked that Mount game. Clemens doesn't have an open date. Yeah, I don't know if they, they picked that game up or if it was on the schedule right La- from the beginning. Lakeview doesn't have an open date. Lakeshore doesn't have an open date. There's a lot of schools not far from New Haven. Yeah. Anchor Bay doesn't have an open date. Harper Woods. Right. Or test yourself. There's a school not far down the road that has about 100 kids in it that'll go play De La Salle. Why not go test yourself against a really, really tough opponent? Yeah. All right, I'm not going to say what I was going to say because that's mean. Um, <laughs> so let's take a break and we'll go to girls basketball okay. yesterday. We'll, we'll let uh, uh, Brady uh, catch his breath here and then we'll uh, talk uh, the ladies. Upgrade your business with Quality Computer Solutions, your all-in-one IT managed services provider. QCS becomes your IT help desk managing desktops, laptops, servers, phone systems, and more. You manage your business, we handle your technology seamlessly. Already have an IT staff? QCS provides expert staff augmentation for enterprise-level projects. Worried about security? Ensure your data safety with QCS. Call now for a free on-site security assessment or visit us at our website at qcsph.com. Again, that's QCS. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800-848-5150. This is McKenna Kitely from Port Huron Northern at Port Huron Schools. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know that I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the court. I also know that they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We'll beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. Let me tell you about my friend Scott down at Miller Maytag. He knows quality appliances and how to help make your home run as smoothly as possible. Let the appliance experts at Miller Maytag help you pick the best American-made products from Maytag, KitchenAid, Whirlpool, and more. 
Freestanding double ovens will change your kitchen setup forever. Their high-efficiency front and top-load washers will save you money and do your laundry in half the time. Stop in today a quarter mile south of McLaren Hospital on Pine Grove. Miller Maytag is a proud supporter of local high school athletics. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, Dennis and Brady, and uh, now let's get to uh, the girls' basketball. The MAC was busy. Uh, Northern beat Stevenson, uh, Brady, 30-24. to Again, when this Northern team has had its full lineup, they have a good record. That was the good part, the bad part. They don't get to play Port Huron because they lose to Lakeview 44-39, and I'm just to the point where, sure, they if they won by 40, doesn't surprise me. They lose to Lakeview, doesn't surprise me. Yeah, well, again, um, all I'll say about Northern MPH is in a one-game winner moves on, loser's done, I just don't want to face these teams. Um, and 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 PH is more Jekyll and Hyde than Northern is. Northern, we knew why they were losing. Right, they're just a scrappy team that that can be an annoying team to play. Port Huron's a team that can beat you by twenty five or lose to you by twenty five. Yeah, the, they they make a little less sense that you know the, they go out they beat Dakota one night uh, and then again you you think all right Lakeview this is a win. Uh, and then it doesn't happen. But I wonder, too, and again, I'm not there in the huddle. I'm not there every day in the practices with these kids to know how they're thinking. But I know they're they're way too talented to be this inconsistent. Yeah, so I don't know what it is. Um, I just, sure. Uh, hopefully we get good <laughs> pH in district. That, that That's all I'll say because if we get good pH in the district – they can win it. Yeah. They could also be upset in the first round. Absolutely. Yeah, they, they could be one and done, or they could win the whole thing. Well, this is a team that I think is playing really well at the right time. Marysville beats Frazier, so they go to uh, Southlake and get the win, and then they go to Frazier and get the win. 41-34. Avery Wolters, another 25 points, and Marysville, they're playing good ball right now. They're playing really good basketball right now. And Avery Wolters feels like the most consistent scorer we've seen in girls basketball in a while. Like she her feels like her low game. I think she had one game where she was in single digits. Where since the new year, it's been basically twenty some a night. Yeah. Well, I, I she started the season, I think, with four straight eighteen point games, and then the numbers started going up. Yeah, right. Um, so she's been uh, really good. Uh, and again, this St. Clair team is starting to make some noise uh, here, Brady. They beat Chippewa Valley 42 to, to 38. They've been improving as the season has uh, has gone along. And again, they're to me, they're kind of in the same boat with like pH. Depending on the night you catch them, they can be really dangerous. Well, you want to know the most impressive thing about this win? There's no Tabitha Furlan for St. Clair. And she's really, the second half of the season, kind of been one of those players that has stepped up and scored a lot for them. Yeah, for St. Clair in the win, it was Gracie Picklehop that had 13 in the win and uh, 8 from Maddie Cole, 7 from Allie Komarowski. 
So Picklehop's a player I've really liked come along, and she stepped up when there was no Furlan, and St. Clair gets a nice win over Chippewa Valley. All right, the game that I saw was Cousin Owen Marine City, and we were rooting for Marine City not only because they were the, the local team, but because with a win, they would have played Marysville in the championship game now that we know Marysville won their game. and Instead, Marine City will play Frazier again on Friday in the third-place game. But this game started out, Marine City had eight points before anybody knew that the game had tipped off. Uh, it was just a fast start. First possession, Jade Blanchard cut in front of the basket. Little baby hook went. Then on the second possession, she knocked down a three from up top. And then on the uh, third possession, they should have had a, a, a bucket. They had a close-in uh, chance that they missed. But they got another stop, and they came down, and Volkman hits a three. So four possessions into the game, it's eight to nothing. And I'm like, wow, Marine City looks sharp right now. But Cousineau's a good team. And uh, they've got some good players. Uh, Demaya Asbury is pretty good. Um, I like uh, Cassie Pearson as well. And uh, Chloe Sakalis is their big. And the three of them uh, combined to score 34 of their 44 points. So, um, and, and Asbury finished with 16. Jade had 23. She had 13 at halftime. Kind of cooled off in the third quarter, but then picked it up again in the uh, fourth this was a back-and-forth tight game. I thought it was Marine City was the better team in the first quarter. Cousineau was the better team in the second quarter. It's 21-19 at the half. Um, Marine City, and they were about even in the third quarter. Uh, the bottom line is, is this. If Marine City shoots 50% at the foul line, because they got to the free throw line way more than Cousineau did. The difference is, is Cousineau didn't get there much but they very rarely missed. Mm-hmm. They maybe missed three free throws in this game. I'd be hard-pressed to think they missed more than that. Um, and Marine City made three free throws the entire game, and they shot 12 to 15 free throws. Well, yeah, that's – I mean, obviously there's more than one thing that goes into a loss, but in a four-point loss, you miss that many free throws. That's the simplest one. Like uh, And uh, Dietland had seven points. I don't keep rebounds. I wish I was keeping rebounds last night, but if she didn't have 15, then I was hallucinating, <laughs> and she probably had 20. Just felt like you were calling her name it every It was just time. every rebound. Dietland with another rebound. Dietland with another rebound. Dietland with another rebound. Um, so, uh, like, the... It was just it was two good teams battling it out and and if I I only have one criticism of Marine City, they didn't shoot free throws well last night. And that's not something like I've seen them a few times now this year and I don't remember them struggling at the line like they did last night. So that sets up uh to end the MAC tournament. South Lake will go to St. Clair and that's a big prove it game for St. Yep. Clair. Um for Mary, or for Marine City, they will get to have the the rubber match with Frazier in Marine City. So that's still a good test. Obviously, you would have loved to play your rival in a MAC championship game, but um, that's, a, that's a good tune-up for the district. And Marysville Saturday will play down at Fitz. They will take on Cousineau for the MAC Blue Gold Championship. And they've had two good games with Cousineau this year. So and that's... Marysville was the four seed in the blue, and they make it to the finals. Uh, that's a nice run. Again, 
If I'm any other team in that district in St. Clair, I'm going, oh, God, I really don't like the fact <laughs> that Marysville's going on a run in a tournament. Yeah. And uh, the, my other big disappointment was is I wanted a Marine City-Marysville game because they haven't played each other this no. year. No. And, and the, now they're not going to. Unless – we get two really nice runs to, I think, a regional final. Yeah. The, Hold yeah, on. I can so, look that up real quick. Uh, talk while I double-check that. Yeah. So you'd have to to win like three, maybe four games to get to that point. Um, so And that makes it a little bit uh, tougher um, because we know that yeah, the, so, the district that Marysville is in isn't going to be easy. And Marine City gets pulled south, so there's a lot of unknowns. Well, they have to beat South Lake, but it might actually end up being an easier shot that uh, Marine City gets there just because Marysville would theoretically have to get through a Goodrich team that hasn't lost this season. Yeah. That's uh, – Damn Martians. I know, right? Just go back to your own planet. Uh yeah, because the – well, Orchard Lake St. Mary's is on the other side of um, the Marine City Regional Semifinal, and it only took St. Mary's a few years to get really good at girls basketball. They're 19-0. and Wow. Now, granted, they are not playing huge teams, but and, they're and still 19 And half their lineup is probably from, like, California. <laughs> no, no, not that far, just across no. the state. Oh, yeah. But anyway – they had kids from uh, – I did a football game there a few years ago. They had kids from Nigeria. They had kids from all over. It's just wrong. They shouldn't be allowed to play in the MHSA. They're a college – it's a college program. Before we get too far off track, because <laughs> we will get off track yes. if we go any further, yes. uh, let's continue. <laughs> Anchor Bay with an upset win over Dakota, 60-54. to 54. Yeah, How about that? Um, good news for PHE Northern. Ooh, Dakota might not be this giant that you can beat. Bad news. Anchor Bay's also in your district. Yeah. So, uh-oh, that's another team that you don't want to play. They, um, they, got a, they, they got a couple of kids. You can't pronounce their names, but they're good players. Um, <laughs> and New Haven drops a game in the match Boo. tournament to Lamphere. The Boo. Rockets do not go onward. 52-47, Lamphere beats New Haven. Uh, crazy what happens when you're not in the bronze. Uh, K-Pac, 45, Landmark 26, and Deckerville over Mayville, 47-16. to Boo. That made Dennis sad. I'm still booing the New Haven game. All right. Um, Come on, Lady Rockets. Win your district so I can rub it in Brady's face. Next couple of <laughs> – again, I have nothing against New Haven. <laughs> yeah, just, I just have something against the Mac Bronze. Okay. Um, next <laughs> couple of days, Dennis, you are at Marysville Northern tonight. Yep, that's boys uh, basketball. And then we actually have Joe Cook uh, going to fill in for me. He is going to be at PH and Mott tonight because he'll be helping out us outcome district time and postseason time and we figured well get your feet wet before we throw yeah. you into the deep end of districts um thursday i've got hockey thursday Northern you have hockey, hockey and it's where a am playoff I? game oh i'm good i think because they moved the armada yale girls game i think i'm going to be down at marine city cardinal mooney for that rivalry game in marine city if okay. it is a rivalry game yes so 
So if Mooney wins, then Mike McAndrews can stop saying I, I'm a curse because <laughs> they have not won a ton when I've been there. Yeah, and then on uh, Friday, it looks like I'll uh, head out for a doubleheader. Uh, where is that? That Who's would be hosting? in Yale. In Yale. Yes. Yeah, so and That's, the, the, uh, the, the girls game. The girls game should be the for main the title. Event. Yeah. That should be the nightcap because the boys need help. Um, they, they wouldn't, they'd have to know what happens out in North branch. I'd put the girls game on last. Cause that's the one that has the higher stakes. Now they're not going to do that. No, but it's, <laughs> that's kind of feels like the main event. Yeah. The title's on the line. The titles, well, the titles on the line and, and the boys still technically are in the race. They need to win that game and then hope that North Branch gets an upset for them, and then they'll get a share of the title. Yes, but you won't know that. We could still have a three-way tie in yeah. the boys, but it's looking good for Emily. Sims. Yes, it is. Uh, big congratulations to them. So anything else, Dennis, we missed before we uh, send it home? Nope, I think we got everything uh, for a change. <laughs> From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.